Blog Talk Radio. Definitely 
enjoy. Some good tunes as usual. You know how we get down here at Lock and Talk Podcast. Definitely want to slow it down for you guys. No, it's still early. But we want to get you guys up to speed of what happened with the players from the NFL Regional Combine platform. Now, week 10, we had one, one particular player, F.A.L. Bottom, defensive end for the Buffalo Bills. He's been with the Carolina Panthers for the past like, three seasons, the last three seasons in Carolina, and he's been, you know, definitely very consistent in his approach and the way how he had played in the NFL. Coming through the regional combine platform, but most importantly highlighted the most was him coming through the NFL International Pathway Player uh, Program. Um, that's what the NFL had put in place for NFL football operations where foreign-born players that play other sports will get scouted out to try to convert them over to NFL players. So he was one of, I would say, one of the, you know, the, the, the founders that actually came through that process. Moment, uh, let me catch that part. He was an example of players that came through that process. He didn't necessarily go through that process. He came by way of the NFL regional combine, but it was more of an inspire, knowing they have a foreign-born player translating his skill set over to play in the NFL. So the last three years when Carolina Panthers, he signed a one-year deal as a free agent with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills coaching staff, majority of them came from the coaching staff with the Carolina Panthers. So the coaching staff was very familiar with uh, with Abada. So with him coming there, they were just, you know, getting him acclimated into the system. So this year he really didn't get a whole lot of playing time. Entering week 10, he only appeared in three games, and out of the two, three out of the two games he appeared in, he actually played on it with the defensive unit. So three games he was dressed for, I would say, but two of those games he actually played. So they kind of still set him to the side as he's still learning um, the defense. Now the Buffalo Bills has sustained, it was like you know, a lot of teams in the league sustained a lot of injuries, but the Bills started to lose. I'm not gonna say cheap uh, pieces but I would say more like foundational pieces, more in-depth pieces. And one of the pieces they lost for the season is one of the regional combine pioneers in Justin Zimmer, who had his season um, cut short due to a knee injury. So it was all hand, all man on deck at SEO Bottom. The man's right there showing that he's ready to get at it. And this game in week 10 was more of a coming-out party for him, showing the uh, Bills Mafia, that, hey, yes, you got some, have some guys that got injured. However, you still have someone and some players there that's ready to ball. And that's what he did. In this lineup, in this game, he's shown that he had two tackles and a sack. doesn't show a lot on the stats, but the pressure that he had put on Mike White and the Jets in that game was consistent throughout the game. Now, matter of fact, Mike White's first interception was due to the fact of if he about to put that pressure in, his, um, in the middle being in his face, and that happened in the first quarter. That was one of those plays that will not show up on paper, but he had plays like this on the course of the game. So F.L. Bowder definitely showed out in week 10 of the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. And also, he did something in that game as well, which is always cool to see when we have, when we have regional combine players on the field. To see another regional combine player tackle another NFL regional combine player, a pioneer, is always cool to see. For the New York Jets, they have Keeling Cole, their wide receiver, number 88. 
he had one catch in this game. However, it was really great to see that that one catch that he had, that one reception that he had, he was brought down by Effie Obada right before he went out of bounds. So Effie ran him down the field, made a tackle, uh, getting one of his uh, brethren from the, from the platform down the ground. Now, Effie Obada should have had two sacks in that game, but one of the sacks was called back because of a, a penalty from the defensive end, um, A.J. Uh, um, Epineza. So that was, a touch, that was a sack that was taken off, off the board. So he walked away with one. But either way, he still made his presence felt in week 10 for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Minnesota Vikings been, you know, roughed up a little bit. Mainly, I would say, with Adam Thielen and C.J. Hill. Got, out of, got into a, a big old physical battle with the Baltimore Ravens and then go to the Los Angeles Chargers and get into enough battle. Um, there as well, but the difference was that Adam Thielen, who was still being double teamed, still having his hands full out there, still made things happen, targeted seven times, and out of those seven targets, he caught five of those passes for 65 yards. And Ham, C.J. Ham, fullback, he had three receptions for 13 yards. But Ham, I was his biggest his biggest impression, his biggest impact came with um, came with Thin the blocking game and how he was able to be consistent, be on the business, consistent, laying the wood out there, creating paths for Darwin Cook to be able to have an excellent game like he had again in this matchup. That was one of, that was the biggest thing and biggest impact that that CJ Ham had in this matchup and it showed. It showed in a big way because the Vikings did pull off the victor in this game. So this team is still trying to stay in the playoff picture uh, for weeks to come. You listen to Locker Talk on the Fashion News Radio Network where you guys can hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder CEO, and make sure you check the show out on the bachelornews.airtime.pro. Now, Tennessee Titans wide receiver Nick Westbrook-Akina in the matchup that he had last week, he was able to have one reception against the Saints for 10 yards. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive end, Roy Robinson Harris. That was a name I have not mentioned all season long. Finally got his name out. Finally put something on paper to show that he is there, ready to go. You know, his presence, just like how F.A. Abada, a lot of times that doesn't, does not show the impact that these players have on the field. And he's one of those guys that create a lot of impact. Now, we know Jacksonville is not setting the world on fire for his victory, so we know that part. But one thing we can say is that Jacksonville is going to play hard every game, and he is a true example of that. In this matchup, he was able to amass five. I mean, he was able to amass two tackles in this game. And then that was Coach Corner back, Kenny Moore, the second. Yes, we talk about this guy every week. Well, because – he deserves to be talked about because he's doing great things out there on the field for the Indianapolis Colts. When we have preview week 10, we notice that when we're trying to play the Jacksonville Jaguars, he normally averaged about 5.1 tackles a game. You know what? He finishes the game right dead on his average with five tackles in that game. But what stood out also was that he had three passes defended. He definitely had made some good plays on breaking on the ball, I know that he wished he would have caught one of them for, um, for NIT, 
but still to make a stop on the play, big plays, that's what you want your cornerback to do, especially in Don Nichols' situation where he played very, very well underneath. That is his strength to his craft and to his game. So Kenny Moore, the second, recorded five tackles and three pass defenses against uh, their opponents of the Jacksonville Jaguars in week 10. Brandon Zilcher, Brandon Zilcher, Zilcher, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. He missed the last three games due to injury. So it was great to see him on the field. I know Cam Newton was the big story, not just for the Panthers, but for the entire league. And rightly so. He should have been. You know, so we definitely recognize what he had did. And everybody is happy, including myself. You know, I just kept watching those plays over and over. It was really great to see Cam Newton back on the NFL, in the NFL where he belongs, and for him to go back to his old stopper grounds was a great, is a great, great thing as well. We'll talk just a tad bit about him later on because what we had to talk about Brandon Zilstra will be a test on. Now, in this game, Brandon Zilstra, he finished with two catches for 18 yards. So he had a good showing in that game. And his teammate, Gregion Roy, defensive tackle, he got two tackles while linebacker Julian Sanford had one tackle. So that was one of the things that had happened with that matchup. Now, the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams was loaded, loaded to the point where uh, we'll see about a Super Bowl run. I really don't believe in it, you know. But that's another story for another day. I'm not worried about the Rams getting to Super Bowl. All they are worried about are the players from the regional that's on that rock. Now, Johnny Hesser, punter. previous skill set, you know, as an emergency quarterback. So we know about that, and a lot of times they would use him for fake passes. And in this game, he was able to do the, you know, the same thing with uh, against the 49ers, uh, but, and he committed the pass only went for two yards. And also, Los Angeles Rams wide receiver, J.J. Kosey. Kosey, heard me talk about him during the preseason. He's on the field. He had four kickoffs for 76 yards in total returns in this matchup. So, slowly but surely, he's looking um, for combine guys are getting on the field, showing what they can do, and this is where we want to see the, the maturing part of this process. You listen to Lager Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you can hear this show at thebachelornews.airtime.pro. We're going to take a quick pause, come back, talk about what to look for in week 11 of the NFL in regards to the players that came through the NFL Regional Combine platform. You guys listen to the Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Okay, folks, here we go. We know about Fridays. We know on Fridays on the BachelorNews.airtime.pro that we have a we feature the artist, featured artist album of the day from 5 to 5.30. We always have someone or a group that's always bringing it in the music industry. And this week, the none, uh, um, the, the, the absolute Mary J. Blige. Now, I have to admit, folks, when she first came out in the 90s, I was not a fan uh, because every time it turned around, it was like she was making a remake or Puffy had put another song in there like a remake king. I was not a huge fan. However, 
over time. I did get older. Her music matured, and when she came out with Share My World, man, that just made me a complete fan of Mary J. Blige. True story. Ever since then, recognizing her for her talent, she is one of the greatest to ever, um, that has ever done it, and she's still doing it. She's still doing it. So make sure you guys tune in to bachelornews.airtime.pro from 5 to 5.30, and, yes, we definitely want to feature the very, the one and only Mary J. Blige. And on Sunday, Sunday evening, make sure you guys tune in to the bachelornews.airtime.pro to listen to our whisper sounds, where from 8 to 12, where we have our nice slow jams played on that network. So make sure you guys tune in, all right? Make sure you guys tune in. Don't let me come and find you. Welcome back to Live and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow. Today, I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Fort.com. You guys can always, always go to the site, LockerFort.com, to check out all the great content on the NFL Regional Combine players throughout the course of the NFL season. Or just check out this show on the BachelorNews.AirTime.Pro at your convenience. Now, we talked about week 10. Now we're going to get right into week 11. Who, obviously, what players to watch out for in week 11 of the NFL. And I tell you, there's some good stuff to watch out for. It's going to be a good week in um, 2011. Maybe some more surprises. We don't know. We'll find out for sure well, when the ball kicks off uh, for week 11. Now, we talked about Adam Jones, okay? And that was pretty much the face of the platform for the NFL regional combine. He had himself a fantastic, fantastic career. For the past two weeks, he was, being, he was being pounded on, so to speak, by defensive back from the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers, where they was double-teaming him, pressing him, you know, making, making him work a little bit um, for the last two games. In those two games, he was targeted 14 times and caught seven of them for 71 yards and a touchdown, a one-yard touchdown against the Baltimore Ravens that they had forced and overtime into that I mean to that, that um game. Unfortunately they did not walk away as victors in that game. But nonetheless the Vikings are still in the playoff kitchen and they each week they know they have to get you know get, get you know perform and win. And one of the things that is crying for the Vikings is familiarity. And what I mean familiarity, they have to go over against an opponent who they are a little familiar with. And yes, the team that they're familiar with in their own division, yes, the Green Bay Packers. Yes, um, by the way, the team that's tied in a three-way tie for the best record in the entire NFL, <laughs> the team they had said, okay, this is a team that we're familiar with, and this is a game that the Vikings, and but most importantly also Adam Thielen, is looking to get back on track. Now, Adam Thielen is not the one that worry about stats and numbers. He's nothing but a complete a complete team guy wants the team to win and excel. That's what he's all about. But he normally has some of his best games against the Packers, no matter how good that defense is. Now, when we look at his career so far against the Green Bay, Green Bay Packers, played in 14 games. Um, some of those games he played early on in his career when he was on the practice squad. Really didn't get a lot of playing time with the offensive unit. But when 2017 rolled around, 2018 rolled around, that's when he started to become not just a man, but a receiver in the league. Now, 
for the 14 games against the Packers, he has averaged 64.6 receiving yards and caught at least five passes each game, including at least a touchdown during that during that span of 14 games. Well, actually, for his touchdowns, um, 0.6, but he is but he normally will get into the end zone against the Green Bay Packers. Now, this is the game to watch out for. For those who are big football hawks out there, you know, Vikings fans, this is a, a very important game for them to see how they're going to still stay alive in this playoff run. But for Adam Dillon, one of the pioneers on the platform, that's to watch how he will perform against the Packers. And I guarantee you, watch he have himself a solid, solid game, and he will score a touchdown this game. Mark my word. It's going to happen. Now, West Brooklyn Keenum, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. Talked about him earlier in week 10 when he had just one catch for 10 yards against the Saints. It's okay. It's no problem. It's okay. He is now quietly, I like to say, becoming more of a dependable pass catcher for the Titans. And this season so far, he has two touchdowns. First time he got into the end zone this year. And also, to go along with the two touchdowns, he has 165 receiving yards off 16 receptions. Now, why is this game Sunday is such a big thing for him going up against the Houston Texans? Now, in the, the first two games that he has scored touchdowns on, were against the original opponent, the Indianapolis Colts. They played them twice this year, and in each game, he caught a touchdown. Now, just keeping the theme of scoring touchdowns against divisional opponents in the AFC South, will he continue his streak of touchdowns against divisional opponents? The Houston Texans, one of the things they do best this season is give up touchdowns. So I'm quite sure that uh, Westbrook Aquino will get a touchdown to keep the streak going. So watch out for number 15 for the Tennessee Titans as they go against the Houston Texans to see that he'll cross that goal line to keep the streak going of at least having one touchdown against the divisional opponent. So definitely, definitely watch out for that. Now, New York Jets Robert Steve McKinney Cole is going to cross paths with Miami Dolphins cornerback Nina Hand. Now, Cole has played against the Miami Dolphins twice, and in each of those games he played, he averaged just two catches in his matchup. Will this be another situation? And these two guys had locked up before when they matched up, and Cole had walked away with just having two catches. Not what now? So far, none of those catches was on Nick Needham hand. But the question is still, will we see these guys lock up in week 11? Will one of these players make a play against each other in this matchup? It's going to be something to see, something to watch out for in regards to these two legends going up against each other this coming week and week 11. Now, Cole has not scored a touchdown yet this season. So it's going to be really interesting. Could this be the game that he'll get across the goal line? Came close several times, but will this be the game where he'll put some points on the board for the New York Jets, knowing that Joe Flacco is going to be the general, field general in this matchup in this game? Now, we talked earlier 
about how the Panthers talk about how Cam Newton welcomed him back in week 10, week 11. He go up against his former coach in Ron Riviera when they're watching the football team come and pay Carolina's visit. So this game is going to be really emotional for Cam for a number of reasons. Number two, because he's going up against his former head coach that uh, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to say he gave up. Well, I don't want to say it was tension there, but it didn't necessarily end the best way between those two guys, you know, so to speak. You know, so he gets a chance to go up against his former head coach. But number one, the reason why it's going to be so emotional because this will be his first game back at Bank of America Stadium. So the fans are going to be out there. The fans dug up their number one jerseys they put away, and some of the, some of the, some of the uh, fans that gave their jerseys away so they never come back is actually trying to buy their jerseys back or get their jerseys back so they can be able to wear it to give this man a state of ovation when he lined up to take the first snap and when he runs in that tunnel. So, in him, Brandon Zilstra, we talked about him earlier today, how he came back after missing three games, how he showed up in week 10 with three passes in that game. Brandon Zilstra is going to be needed in this game so that Cam can be able to get through this emotional game that he'll go through. Will Brandon get across that end zone? Let's hope that he did. But I really have confidence that Brandon Zilstra is going to have himself a solid game. But he will be challenged. He will be challenged by none other than Cole Hoku, linebacker for the Washington football team, who is one of the very pioneers of this great, great flat platform. Cole Hoku is going to have to step up a little bit more, but you have no problem with something that he's used to, knowing that outstanding defensive end, Trey Young, is out for the rest of the season due to an ACL. That devastated me. That was really sad to see. Don't like to see no one get hurt especially when you have good up-and-coming talented players like him. So Cole Holcomb is going to have himself a solid game. He's going to be very aggressive in there. Will him and Brandon Zilka cross paths underneath the zone? Something to watch out for in this matchup. Tay Crowler, young linebacker for the New York Giants, gets to play host, I mean, gets to play against none other, the goal himself, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. Now, with the injury that was sustained by Blake Mahamendez, who was a middle linebacker, Tay Crowder has taken over the play call for the defense. So he's essentially a quarterback for the defense for the New York Giants. Tay going to have a chance for He's going to have to match with with the greatest three have ever done it in Tom Brady. He has shown on the course of this season that he, he went from learning the game last year as a rookie, trying to make sure he played, I would say, in more controlled speed last year. Coming to this season, look, look to be right beside Blake Hernandez as another piece to develop his game. But unfortunately, Blake had went down now. Trey, now, 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 Mr. Crowler, he's the, the guy. He's that dude. Have to make sure that the defense is in the right place. Have to call the right plays. Recognize what Brady is looking at. Have to match with back and forth. When to go in zone. When to play man-to-man. When to attack. When to drop back. Who he has to get out to on the flat. All kinds of stuff he has to monitor to make sure that the other men, especially on the back end, 
and the two linebackers on the weak side and the blind side, blind side where they're going to be at to be successful to pull a victory out. Not saying they're going to pull it or want to win. It's going to be a tall task. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are coming, on, coming in with a two-game losing streak, so you know they're looking to get back on track. This is a trap game. It's not going to be easy. On the offense side of the ball, you have Elijah Penny for the New York Giants. Look out for number 39 to try to be physical against that defensive front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, hey, I'm telling you, week 11 is going to be great with the NFL. Make sure you guys stay tuned in and locked in. Thank you guys for tuning in to Lock of Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stocks tomorrow today. I'm your host, the proud host. Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerStandSupport.com. And you guys can follow me on any one of my social handles, whether it's on Twitter, LockerStandSupport, uh, Locker on Instagram, LockerReport, 100 Cast on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and check out the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. But go to YouTube, folks. If you want to see this show, you want to see this handsome face, break down some good football, go and subscribe to Locker Talk podcast on YouTube. And also, Tune in to bachelornews.airtime.pro for this show of local listen. All right, Yoni Knox about to come more of a dose of down show. I'm telling you, she is killing it. Hey, she may have a good interest. She posted on Facebook, uh, what, about 19 hours ago. Seating doesn't start with sex. It starts with sneaky conversation. That's going to be fun. Yoni, kick butt, girl. You're doing it. Everyone stay locked in. Everyone stay blessed. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone.
But you can hit me also on my website. That's www.thedjgod.com. There you'll find a lot of kind of fun things to do. I also have merchandise on there. One of the one of the um, newer things that I have going on is this healing brand. Like healing is the new sexy. That's that's that one's dope. You should check that one out. And then of course for my dance junkies, you know those of us who live through dance and music, I have a dance junkie line. You're welcome to check that out. So anyway, on my social media group, we have had some shenanigans over the weekend. I actually sat and I posted a meme and I asked, hey, so how do you spice things up? And, of course, everybody took that left. <laughs> you should go check that out. It's kind of funny. Uh, and then uh, so we just do nothing but have fun. Nobody comes for anybody on the, on the, um, in, the, in the Facebook group. I make sure of that. So if you ever want to jump in and join the fun, you're welcome to do so. So. Let's get into the business. Last week we talked about sabotaging, like self-sabotaging and sabotaging attitudes, and definitely wanted to uh, make sure you guys are getting this information about, um, I'm sorry, make sure that you guys are getting the information about um, what it is that you guys do to actually sabotage your relationships. Um, so if you want to listen to any of the other broadcasts that are going on, we have a set. My sister in social work, uh, Lakeisha Lewis-Dix, she's on Tuesday at 6 p.m. If you want to um, catch any of these shows, you can actually absolutely go to thebachelornews.airtime.pro and catch any of these shows or even look at the roster and see what's going on, you know. So there's different shows on this, on this, ra- on this radio network, and definitely mine is about relationships. I'm all about making sure you guys are healthy. So definitely let's jump into advertising and what it means. Okay, so that we talked about it yes uh, last week, so let's get a little deeper into it. So sabotaging is basically how your attitude thinks, how your behaviors think. Um, the goal, um, they lead to people giving up, or you tend to push people away, or you justify why relationships to them. These are self-sabotaging um, behaviors and attitudes. And it's normal. What's, what's funny about this is, you know, we talk about a lot of these behaviors on my radio show, and it's normally triggered by something that happened. Then, unfortunately, the self-sabotage triggered by positivity. If everything is going good in a relationship, all of a sudden you want to sabotage. That's the problem. That's what we're talking about. So when things are going good, things are um, manifesting well, then you want to Get, get into it and start uh, sabotaging it, and, and that's when things kind of go haywire. Okay. Let's take a breath. So it comes, like, in the middle of the honeymoon phase. I don't know if you guys are, you know, with the honeymoon phase, this is when everything is going well. Right at the beginning when everything is really fun and feels good, that's when the self-sabotage starts to peek his little head out and start messing up stuff, and that's what we don't want, okay? So why do we do it? The number one reason, the only reason, is out of fear. I, I believe that there's a spectrum of love and fear. These are the only two emotions. Every emotion that you have ever had is on that spectrum somewhere. But all of these things come out of fear. All of these negative traits come out of fear. All of your positive traits are going to come out of love, okay? So if you, and if you want to get more into that, we can talk more about that later. But um, most of us want a relationship. Most of us want someone to love us for who we are, for our little stinky, crusty toes at the end of the night, okay? 
every all of us want a relationship, can get into a relationship pretty easily. Uh, and some of us are good at it and can maintain a loving relationship, have a positive family. Um, it's work, but it's doable. So then the other flip side of us, that there are the other ones of us, <laughs> the me's included, that have had their heart broken, that have been made to feel foolish, that have been lied to, disrespected, et cetera, et cetera, okay? And the fear gets into our mind that they don't really love us. They don't really love us. They don't, it's not real. They're just playing games or they're lying to us or uh, we just don't want to be hurt again. And that's the thing. That's where the self-sabotage comes in because we want to push people away, even though what we really want is for them to come in more and be more positive and be more loving to us, okay? So story time. You know, I am a practicing therapist, and I, I actually practice at a high school. And remember, I talked with you guys last week, and I said when you were a toddler, you, they couldn't tell you anything. You were jumping off a jungle gym. You knew you were everything. You were the person that ran outside with striped rain boots with uh, holy jeans on and pajama top on because you thought you were invincible, and you thought you were awesome, and you are. But somewhere along the line, someone told us that we weren't. And, and you, it's heartbroken to, heartbreaking to hear some of these teens who I would say, my gosh, you're so gorgeous today. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. They're a burden. And they feel like they're, you know, they're not good enough. Or someone has made, basically, someone has made them feel like that. And unfortunately, most of the time, it has to do with our parents or with the people who take care of us. And that's the thing, okay? So abandonment issues, neglect issues, <laughs> and a lot of us, um, black women issues, it's a, a whole thing sometimes for us because, um, when they say we are, like, the most um, n- not protected, um, abused creatures, I, I mean, and I'm not speaking out of, I, I am speaking obviously out of third world or first world problems, but um, because there are definitely people that are treated worse than us. But as far as um, what it is that we have to deal with, we have to deal with our own men don't love and respect us. We have to deal with. Um, others who don't love and respect us. And, you know, and it trickles down. And it's sad, but that's what it is. Okay? Um, and most of us will continue to support those people who lash out at us. And, yeah. So a lot of, I know that a lot of people, and it's not just black women, a lot of people will keep everyone because you don't know uh, if we're loved, if it's real. And flip side of that is those relationships that we actually get into, even if they're negative, we stay. There's no reason for us to stay, but we stay because we're afraid of getting out, afraid of being alone, afraid of starting over, afraid of all of these things. We are the most, um, you know, and black men too, but then again, you guys are fashionable. You guys are fashionable. They love you when you're fashionable. They love us when we're fashionable. So anyway, off of that, that's a whole different story. How do we do the sabotage? When we get defensive, um, things that really shouldn't be big, we make them big. Arguments that are really little, petite, and petty. Um, you put too much catch up on my prize. 
I mean, things like that. That's how you start to walk or, or push, make, create distance between you and your partner, okay? You tend to react, not proactive. So we talked a bit about that last time, is that our reaction, our knee-jerk reaction is automatically, almost always, to push away. And the flip side of that is we should be proactive. We should be thinking, what is it that I want? Not what is it that I feel like I should do. We push out out of fear, okay? So what do I really want? I really would like for, you know, her to come in, love me, and hold me right now. But what do we do instead? Go on, trick. I don't even like you. Because we don't want her to know that we need her. And that's the things that I'm talking about. Those are the reactions that I'm talking about. We react because we don't want people to understand or know that they've gotten under our skin and that we care about them. So we immediately push them away. And most of the time in disrespectful manners, and that's what starts to absolutely dissolve a relationship, okay? It's not necessarily arguments that dissolve a relationship. It's the disrespect that comes within the argument. So... Learning how to be proactive and being vulnerable and saying, you know what, I'm angry with you, but I would really like for you to come hold me versus get out of here. I don't even want to see you right now. Totally different. And that, and will give you totally different results if you're with the right person. Our trust issues. Look, going through somebody's phone when you have absolutely no reason to, going and checking up on people when you have absolutely no reason to, Assuming that everybody is cheating when you have absolutely no reason to. Those are self-sabotaging things. That will drive someone away. I have an uncle, Uncle Robert, I love him to death. He has a beautiful wife, beautiful. Her name is uh, Aunt, uh, obviously I called her Aunt Angel, but Aunt Angel. So they, I mean, she was gorgeous, but thought he was cheating all the time. And that's what broke up their relationship. He was never cheating. He never cheated. I mean, and to this day, he has never cheated on this woman, but that's what broke their relationship down, was just her consistently calling him out and saying that he's cheating. So that, when I'm saying, when you don't have any reason, when you don't have any proof, you just, in your mind, everybody cheats. Any little bitty behavior that looks like it couldn't be explained, you're jumping on that, that's self-sabotaging. You're going to mess your relationship up. If you need to step back and get help, step back and get help. And if your girlfriends are, are rooting you on and you losing your relationship, you need to grow. Guys, too. Just saying that. So don't blame. And, and when guys say, I am not that guy, they cannot just say that because that, of course, will cause problems. Too. They can't just say that, obviously. Um, you have to say that and back that up. So if there's trust issues with somebody saying, I, please don't punish me for someone else, that part's real, but always come with trying to push you away. So there's the flip side of that, okay? So passive-aggressive behavior, y'all know what that looks like. I don't even have to tell you, like, you know, the silent treatment, being petty, doing silly stuff, picking fights that don't need to be picked, those types of behaviors. These are, these are definitely you know, uh, warning signs that somebody might be trying to end your relationship, trying to push you away on purpose, okay? And then, of course, the ultimate one, um, starting with emotional affairs. And when um, Barry Bonds mentioned it in his show, I posted a link, like most affairs don't start um, in the bedroom. They start with a sneaky text message. 
or a sneaky ass or hearts under somebody's photos. This is how cheating starts. It doesn't start in the bedroom. Cheating starts emotionally. So when you have that work husband, that work wife, you want a borderline, tip in your hat. <laughs> and I had some friends who didn't understand the concept of work husband, work wife. Oh, yeah, I had a work husband. Um, yeah. And he was cool, uh, and he I actually would help him with his, you know, with his friends, with his little girlfriends that he was with. But definitely, and not to say that I was trying to cheat or he was trying to cheat, but definitely those are the seeds when you emotionally depend on someone else to fulfill your emotional needs versus your mate. You're you're in the you're in the breeding grounds for cheating, and cheating being the ultimate opposite, the ultimate, yeah, you are sabotaging your relationship. Don't send that text if you don't need to. Do not heart that picture if you know it's going to upset your mate. I always think about it the flip side. If they did it, would I go off? And if they do it and you go off, don't do it. That one's easy. That one's a no-brainer, okay? So I do want to take a break and pay the man. <laughs> and this is Feature Album Friday. Woo! We like Feature Album Friday. And guess it is the queen herself. No, not Beyonce. And I know we love some Beyonce, but no, it is Mary J. Listen, this is the queen of, I don't know, what's the R&B? She is, whew, don't, her dance moves, but we're not going to talk about that. But definitely, so Feature Album Friday is where they do like 30 minutes of uh, her whole discography. I'm talking about them. Can you look at my life and see what I think? I did a podcast about that song. I'm telling you, it is. That song is a, a repeater. That's one that you can continue to uh, put into your life, and it'll help you manifest stuff because it asks, asks for guidance. I love that song. So definitely, it's 30 minutes of her whole discography. It's going to start at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 Central. And also, we have Whisper, softly, which if you want to get a little sexy, you know, if you're ready to send that text message, you know, step out there, put or shoot your shot. I'm going to turn that on so you can get, you know, the uh, motivation to do so, okay? So if you want to shoot that shot, put them put Whisper Softly on. That's played from um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to midnight. Ooh, Friday through Sunday. No, I'm sorry. Sunday through Friday. doesn't play on Saturday. So Sunday through Friday, if you want to get, you know, get that ammunition so you can shoot that shot, go ahead and turn that on. Listen to a marinade in the silence of romantic love songs. I love it. Listen. It's the standard in my house. You should check it out, okay? So you can find both of these at uh, pro. Again, thebachelorsnews.airtime.pro. Bachelor spelled B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R, okay? So check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm always here for you in, your com- in the comments, so let's make that happen. Moving on, we are off that subject. <sighs> Why? What you know about yourself. What you know about yourself, you know you are divinely made, you know you are beautiful, you know you are awesome, you know you are handsome, you know you are God's gift to this world. You know that out of all of the sperm and all of the eggs, this particular one matched with this particular egg and it created you. You are one in a million, one in a billion. So you know this, but you don't believe it. And that's why we self-sabotage. In your mind, um, who I am and who I believe I am, that's where the conflict comes from. Because if I don't believe 
that I'm beautiful, if I don't believe that I am worthy of love, if I don't believe I'm worth being faithful to, then I'm going to sabotage. I'm going to not believe it, and and I'm going to act as if I don't. And that stems from, and I told you it stems from my parents. Now, a lot of people get, oh, my parents were good to me. Yeah, my parents were good to me, too. My parents actually adopted me. I'm adopted. My parents actually adopted me. They they chose me to take home, and I was I was supposed to be crippled. So they chose me to take home. All our parents do the best that they can do with the information that they have at the time. So my parents, they loved me, absolutely. Um, but my mother was sick. She died of cancer when I was 11, so now we have a missing parent. My father was not the breadwinner. Uh, my mom was. She was a registered nurse. Um, he was a chef, so he had to change his whole dynamic in order to make ends meet for our family. So now he's working all the time. So now I go from two loving parents in the home to majority of the day. Does that make them bad parents? No. It just means that what happened to me is I I was neglected. I was ignored. Bills had to come first. With my situation, because I had to, I was not the breadwinner. I had to hustle and get my job together and get myself together so that my kids could have a place to stay. We were homeless, you know. That's what I'm saying. Does it make you bad parents if you, you know, if your child has these issues? No. Unfortunately, circumstances happen. Things happen. Abuse happens. Drug abuse happens. Deadbeat dads happen. Parenting happens. If you are in a situation where it's out of your control and these things happen, then, yeah. This is what you're going to get, these issues, okay? Um, I'm going to skip forward because, ooh, I had a lot to say, but we're going to keep moving, okay? Because I do want to make sure that you guys get the what that you can do to get out of your head and stop self-sabotaging, okay? So first of all, you have to acknowledge the fact that you are probably sabotaging yourself. I'm, I'm jacking this relationship. And you have to do more than that. But the first the first thing is definitely you have to say, I'm screwing this up and I need to step back. Now, obviously, sometimes it's not just you. Sometimes it's you and your partner messing things up, and that's okay too. But in order for one of you has to say, we are screwing this up. Why? Somebody has to acknowledge it, okay? And it's not a big deal to acknowledge it. All right, so, and you have to acknowledge the fact that what I believe about myself is not true. I am worthy. I am worthy of love. I am uh, a strong person. I am worthy, honored, and respected. I am worthy of, to not be a I'm worthy of good and true and wholesome, healing love. So now we did it. We acknowledge, we acknowledge that. All right, what do we do next? You have to recognize what it is that you're doing. Recognize what it is you're doing and pause them. I, I use the semicolon for a lot of things, including suicide, but I also use the semicolon for this. Pause the behavior. It's not the end. This is not the end. Pause that behavior when you see it. Recognize what it is that you're doing. Pause that behavior. And then start going back to your past experience and reflect on them. It's on these relationships. Reflect on what it is that I did. Even if you just did it, it just did it, it just happened, something just blew up. You just had a, a, um, 
an argument with your mate. You have the, the, the ability to pause right there and say, okay, is what I did probably the right thing to do? Okay, I should have did this better. And you can go back and say, hey, what I did here was wrong. I'm sorry, and let's, let's try and work this out and be better. That's the beauty of recognizing it because when you start to recognize it, when you start to reflect on everything that you're doing, then you can make real changes. I've got to tell you, until you start pausing the behavior, until you start analyzing the behavior, nothing is going to change. And if you don't apologize and acknowledge, hey, yo, what I did was wrong, let me, let's fix it, you will end your relationship. Too no, no hold bar about that, okay? And I've got to tell you, uh, Gen X, most of us, we are at a loss for this because, unfortunately, most of us were latchkey kids. So we, we were the latchkey kids. We were the originals. We want to create this. And, unfortunately, we teach what we know. So learning to be independent. I mean, that's good. It is a good thing, but we also have to learn how to coexist. And depend on somebody because, unfortunately, we would like to think that this is a wholehearted, independent society. It's not. We're all interdependent on each other for something, and that's something that also needs to be taught. So going into recognizing when you are being bullheaded about being independent, going into recognizing when you're going, I don't need a man, when, yeah, we all need someone. The I don't need a man thing, I, I've always thought that was so silly. Um, but I, I, I call myself an independent woman. I, you know, can sustain my household slowly on my craft. I don't really need someone, but I would never say I don't need a mate. I need a mate. I would love a, my, the energy match to my energy. Why would we say that? That's so crazy. So recognizing the fact that the things that you are doing are messing yourself up and pausing, reflecting, on what you can do better. These are the things that absolutely help because then your mate sees, oh, okay. When you start modeling that behavior, they'll model it with you. Just like children. I'm not calling you a mate a child. Don't come for me. Okay, so let's move on. Healing past hurts. So once you recognize, okay, this is what happened to me. This is the person that made me feel like I was crap. Or I realized that by being put into this situation, I only depend on me, then you can start to forgive. Pause your break. I do not mean forget. I just mean forgive. And forgiveness does not necessarily mean that you include that person back into your life. Maybe you should. Maybe you can. But maybe you don't. And sometimes you should write out what it is that the negative belief is. I believe that I am more fun. Stomp it out with the truth. I know that my life is worth something. Those are positive things. Write out the negative, cross it out, write the real, write the truth. Because we're all, we're all worth love. You're worth love. So I do understand forgiveness does not require you to forget, nor does it require for you to make that person or situation uh, you do not have to include it into your life. Just forgive. Release that control over your life and move on. Get out of the anger. Get out of the, you know, 
the anger of of the lessons. That's where your relationship, the past relationship, and there's a lot of anger still there. You have to get out of that anger. That's what the forgiveness is for because as long as you're angry about it, as long as you're uh, looking for it, then it's going to show up. I think somebody said, whatever you look for, I don't know who it is, so don't come to me. Uh, whoever, whatever you look for, if you look for it hard enough, it's going to show up in one shape, form, or another. So if you're looking for hurt, if you're looking for red flags, if you're looking for whatever it is, if you look hard enough for it, you're going to find something that's going to look like that. So stop, get out of the anger, and start looking for the lesson. What can you do from here? Whenever I get with, with whoever my mate is, we will get something new, but I will maintain this. This is mine. Blessing. And it's that one's easy. And knowing where your boundaries are, of course. And get out of autopilot. Stop reacting. Start proacting. Start getting vulnerable. So, and saying to yourself, you know, are you, are you treating yourself like someone you love? Or are you treating yourself like someone that's done you wrong? Would you allow your mate to beat up on themselves and say that they're worthless? Probably not. Most of us are good people. So, and this is not just loved ones. This is also family members, too. Like, not just your mates, but your family members, too. So consider that your family, your loved ones, they know what buttons to push. And then sometimes you have to choose peace. And be vulnerable and say, you know what, I don't want to fight with you. I just want to love you. Real talk. Okay. So we will come. I will be on the air next week on Friday, so please join me. Um, We will definitely discuss more on this. I did want to leave you with an affirmation because um, I feel like this is the time for healing. We're right on the um, end of a full moon. And this is the time that we want to push – but you also, in doing so, you're clearing the space for new things. So we want to push negative habits away during the full moon cycle. But in that effort, you're also bringing positive things to you. So the love that I am seeking is seeking me. The love that I am seeking is seeking me. Even if you're already in a relationship, you want that love that you wanted, that you signed up for, and you wanted to present itself to you. And I wish you guys all the love and all the wonderfulness that life has to give and know that you are worthy. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, Please catch me next week, same time, same place, right here on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Sometimes we fall.